Do you have places in your marriage, family, business that you have been able to assign the appropriate amount of importance? In our marriage, our importance is making sure that we take time to be together just as husband and wife. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. On today's episode of the Marriage Family Business Podcast, Claire and I get into assigning importance to somewhat mundane things where we feel or where you feel it makes the most sense to do that. And we do that specifically by talking to you about why we named our boys what we named them. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn or whatever you're into, and uh, let's get into it. We've actually gotten a lot of comments um, as we've been recording these episodes about how we talk about marriage, family, business, but what we were really often, more, more often than not talking about are marriage and business. And so like, where are our families? And the answer to that is, is fairly simple and honestly something that we kind of need to own a little bit. Our families um, are, of course, our parents, um, my sister, mixed brothers, but our family really are our two young boys and we have two young boys. Yes. Our oldest will be four mid-October. Our youngest will be two in December. And part of the reason that we don't spend a ton of time talking about them is because they are so young. And while we have no problem being really open about ourselves and here is everything we are and trying to be as true and authentic as humanly possible. And raw. And raw. Um our children are growing up with the internet and everything that they do or say or think or that is done or said or thought about them is going to live out there forever. And this isn't something that we've discussed much, Mick, but that is a responsibility that really weighs on me. It didn't when they were younger. Like I was happy to be a mom that posted, you know, 4,000 pictures of her kids on Facebook because they're freaking adorable, A, and because basically everybody I know and love doesn't see them but twice a year, B. But I've been more and more hesitant to really talk about them until they're at the age where they're comfortable being talked about. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense to me. In fact, I'm actually surprised that I, I actually disagree with you. I think that we've 
talked about Avanesh uh, quite a bit on the podcast. I'm actually surprised how much they've come up. But then again, it's it, I'm surprised for the exact same reason that you're you're mentioning it because I too feel a massive amount of personal responsibility to protecting them and keeping their privacy paramount in in what it is that we do. And for that matter, everybody else that that mm-hmm. we're close to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are if you are really careful and you listen to a lot of the stories we tell here on MFB, these are real stories that really actually happen to us. And it's rare that we actually use a name. We don't use a last name. And especially if there's any type of a negative, uh, negative surrounding anything at all, we're just not going to, we're not going to say a name. That's that, that's just not even remotely cool. No, because these are our stories. Exactly. They're not about, they're not about them. They're about us. Yeah. All of this is about us. and, And quite frankly, how, what our experiences are fuel us, change us, change the way we view marriage, change the way we view the family, change the way we view business, and how that can help you. Bottom yeah. line, that that's what we're here for. So to that end, really focusing more on our stories, I, I thought it might be interesting because one comment that I have gotten is, what did you say your kids' names were? And that's something that we deal with and they deal with, and God love them, we'll deal with their entire lives. Yeah. Yeah, And so I thought it might be interesting to, to kind of chat a little bit about our stories around them. You know, we've talked about how they came to be. We've talked about pregnancies. We've talked about reluctant fatherhoods, though at this point you, you're very much all in on them. And so I thought it'd be interesting to kind of dig in and explain a little bit our stories right now for Avit and Escher. Um, so Avit, John Olenek, uh, is our oldest, and his name is Avit. A-V-E-T-T. Yeah, why is that, Claire? It's a very long story. Luckily, you're used to long stories from us, so here we go. (laughs) I will make this as short as humanly possible. When we decided that we were going to have kids and have them in Michigan, I was very overcome with the feeling that I wanted my children to also have my southern roots, too. I did not want them growing up just as Midwest boys. Like They needed to know that the South, North Carolina in particular, was an important part of who they were. Around the same time, um, we started getting very into the Avid Brothers, which is a band, a fantastic band, with two brothers who were from Concord, North Carolina. Now, my dad's mom, my grandmommy, uh, was raised very close to there. And as we're thinking about, you know, kids and names and things like that, I don't know about y'all, but I always kind of dig back into my history you know, and people I know and moments that mean something. And I loved my grandmommy. Uh, she passed away early 2014. And I, I thought it might be fun to try to include something with her. But her family names are atrocious. <laughs> um, her maiden name is Mabry. Her dad and brother were Clarence. Like these are not names that I'm going to use. So we saw the Avett brothers. Um, our first time seeing them live was in July of 2013. It was easily one of my top five concert experiences ever. I know that's not the case for you because you've got a ton of live concert experiences. I have less. Of I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Fish Big Cypress at the Millennium. That's probably my top experience. But then I would also put uh, Morphine with Medeski Martin and Wood opening up at St Andrews Hall in Detroit. Uh, I want to say that was 1996 or 1997. That was ridiculous. Uh, a minimum minimum those those two need to be added in uh so sorry 
That's fine. Um, so anyway, so we saw a fantastic show. And Mick and I found out that we were miscarrying two days later. And they have a song, the Ava Brothers have a song called Winter in My Heart. And one of the lines is, you know, the calendar says July 4th, but it's still winter in my heart. You know, a million colors fill my eyes, the Roman candles and the stars. And it was 4th of July, which is usually a huge deal on the lake where we were living at the time. People go out, put their boats in the middle of the lake. And uh, the guy who owns Bell Tire has a summer home up here and shoots off fireworks every year. And so the Ro- a million colors fill my eyes, the Roman candles and the stars, the calendar is July 4th, but it's still winter in my heart. And I'm like, yes, agreed, true, ditto, all those things. To the point where Mick and I have a very interesting way in dealing with grief, and that is to completely blow up our world. And so we literally, i it was confirmed that I was miscarrying on July 3rd, and we knew we were moving out of our cabin within a couple weeks anyway, and we took that day and packed all of our shit up, moved it into the storage unit, and left town three weeks early to blow wow, up our world. I actually totally forgot about that. Yeah. We went and saw a couple fish shows. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed totally. in Atlanta for a week. No, we, no, no. We went that down to- That was that to, summer. Well, that was that summer, yeah. But we actually drove down to Chattanooga. Yeah. And hit like- Was that when we did Ruby Falls? That's when we did Ruby Falls. Wow. But not just Ruby Falls. What was the place that was way cooler than Ruby Falls, actually? Caves, the caverns. There's a magnet on our refrigerator. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so- <laughs> oh, Totally not the point. So the Avett Brothers concert and then this devastating loss- And then Mick's grandfather died. And then Mick's uncle died. And then my grandmommy, whom I'd been looking for a way to honor with the baby that died, died. (laughs) And so everybody's dying. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's worse than any opera you can imagine. Everybody's dying. We're still trying to get pregnant again. And we're on shaky footing if you've, um, if the war has been. It's like Game of Thrones up in here. Released yet. I know, exactly. Who will survive season seven? My grandmother died and I stayed to wait for her to be buried. And it was so rainy that January that when they started to dig out her grave, my granddaddy's sarcophagus actually started sliding into my grandmother's grave to the point where I finally had to go home. I had to drive myself home. I was by myself in the car and this was the tail end of the, just this horrendous period in my life. And a month before, Avett Brothers had released Magpie and the Dandelion. Fantastic album. And there was a song, uh, is a song, called Bring Your Love to Me. Called Bring Your Love to Me. And Bring Your Love to Me, I will hold it like a newborn child, one of my own blood, and I might just even sing a song to keep it calm. And the beginning of that song just, I, I was so heartbroken like it just it it resonated with me in such a powerful way got home the night of january 20th woke up the morning of january 21st and took a pregnancy test and avit was on his way and we found out we were having a boy at 12 weeks because you can find out that early now and i sat down with a list of names with mick Top two were Anson and Avit for me. And he was like, let's just make it Avit. This is a way to honor grandmommy-ish because Avit brothers were from basically where she grew up, um, which was important to me. But also, they kind of helped bookend 
this atrocious time in our history. And a time that we would not want to forget. Yeah, it, it, was, it was important. And, and, I, and I think, I mean, highs and lows and figuring out how to deal with grief together. I mean, that, that was our first real moment of grieving together was the loss of that first pregnancy. Well, not to mention the, the emotional relationship turmoil that, that you and quite I were frankly, I was putting you through. I mean, I, we were going through it together, but let's, let's not fuck around here. That was something that I was putting you through. Yeah, yeah. And so we decided to name him Avit. Yes, a little bit to honor my grandmother, for sure. But more as a reminder that life is beautiful and awful and memorable and worth experiencing all of it. You actually had a stack revelation to this end a couple days ago. A couple days ago. You, um, you want to experience, now I want to pull it up. Yeah, Do you I, remember this? I'm not sure where you're going you with that, actually. It, it, was, it was really beautiful and very fitting. And now I'm going to take a moment. Ah, I want pain. I want fruit. I want love. I want it all. All is not pleasure. All is all. Yes, 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 yes. That's totally true. And naming him Avit, though some people are like, oh, that's showy. How weird of you to name him after your okay, favorite well, band. Okay, well, look, let me just throw this out there, okay? Claire and I have odd names. Now, Claire's name's not that odd. Not anymore. Not anymore, uh, apparently. But like, yeah. I didn't know that many Claire's. But but I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of mix around. All right, like literally, people think that my name is a lot of things: Nick, Mike, Rick, Mike, uh, George. Not George. <laughs> not George. But like, <laughs> you know, so like my 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 usual stock phrase is people are like, "Oh, what's your name? My name's Mick. What? Mick? Like Jagger, but not at all." You know, and that's actually kind of my my stock thing. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and it usually gets a quick chuckle, but then people know that my name's Mick. And what's kind of cool, I've always liked is once people know what my name is, they tip I'm typically the only Mick that they know. Yeah. They might occasionally they might know one other person or two or three that get that I get that occasionally, like really occasionally, usually when I'm talking to somebody who's Aussie. But right, right. But like, you know, there's not a lot of Micks out there. And I've always really liked that. I've actually thought of that as an advantage. And so that's something that yeah, we're not having Thomas's or Christopher's. And that, not that I have anything wrong with no. Thomas's or Christopher's. I have a lot of Thomas, Tom's yep. buddies as Tom's. I have Family my, members as Tom's. My my godson's name is Thomas. Yep. You know, I mean, there's a lot of Thomas. Uh, Tom's are great there. Chris. But like, I just like having a very unique name. Mm-hmm. And so I liked the idea of, of naming our boys, our kids, something unique, a little bit off center. So once people know what Avit's name is, they know Avit's name. And then that brings us to Escher. Escher Carr is our baby. And I knew, I knew as soon as I knew I was pregnant, which that took a minute. I either thought I was dying of the stomach flu or I was pregnant and there was no way I was pregnant. And surprise, I was pregnant. Um, But I knew that Escher was a boy. Avid, I wasn't super sure about, but I knew Escher was a boy. I knew it. Problem is this. I don't have any more good boy names. I have you, I had two. I had two good boy names, Avit and Anson. And we decided that we were not having two A-named boys. That type of alliteration in the family setting just does not. You're right. The alliteration that goes along with Avit and Escher is so much better. Well, at least it's different letters. You know what I'm trying to say. I feel you, girl. So anyway, so I have run out of names. I have no good options. I have no good options. However, I will say this too. Like, so if, for those of you out there that, that have already had kids or, uh, or maybe, you know, 
going down that going path. down that path. The name conversation is just a thing. It's just a thing, and it's yes, a, you know. it's it's a fun conversation, man. Or it's not a fun conversation. Oh, I forgot a very important thing about Avid. Oh, we were so wrapped up and worried about what people would think about his name and try to talk us out of naming him Avid oh, that we literally referred to him as AJ from the moment we knew what his name was going to be. And nobody knew that it was Avid John until he was born. My dad's name's John. Yes, so. that, that's why John and your youngest brother and your dad's dad. And there, there are many, many Johns that side of the family. So, that's right. Anyway, but so with Escher, like... I now have absolutely no tolerance for people giving me opinions on names anymore. I have a kid named Ava. Nothing I could do was weirder than that. And so and she was and, and Claire was not interested in my uh, <sighs> <laughs> I had this kind of running joke that I wanted to name uh, I wanted to have a kid named Tab. And, no, you uh, didn't. What did you want to have a kid named? Well, table was going to be the proper. He wanted name. to have a child. That was going to be the proper name. That was going to be the full name. Table. We'd call him Tab for short. Because of course we would. Let's suspend reality for just a second and say we have a kid named Table. I think it's creative. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I don't we do actually not think this guy is. This is this is this has been an ongoing inside joke for literally a solid, almost a decade. Yeah, five, it's not as funny years, anymore. For sure, it's really not. So anyway, so I knew Escher was a boy, not a doubt in my mind. The woman called me as I'm getting on a plane from New Jersey to tell me that I'm having a boy. She was like, do you want me to tell you what it is? I'm like, you don't have to. I know it's a boy. And she just kind of laughed. She was like, who told you? I'm like, I just knew he's a boy. I know it's a boy. Like, is it because it was, is it was because is it was because he was kicking your ribs out? Like it was your, well, not job? yet. I mean, he doesn't really kick your ribs out until the third trimester though. That happened often well i've never i've never had a kid inside me so i don't know i just knew i just knew i knew he was a boy there was no chance he he was a girl ever in my mind never was that a possibility so so now and i had girls names ready guys i was ready with my girls names i was ready to pick a hill to die on which is a great segue into how escher came to be so one of the things that we did decide was that I'm sure as you've gathered by now, Mick's favorite band, at least used to be, Fish. And the lead singer is Trey Anastasio. Trey, though, as you know, is a nickname and is usually given to a the third. So, you know, if there are two more Avid John Alecs, I'm sure that that third one might be called Trey for short. Because of that, I was not willing to let Trey be the name of our child. However, Mick was ready to die on the hill that was Trey as a middle name. So I'm tossing out these different names, you know, what about Holden? Holden Trey. And I'm like, oh my God, his, we're not going to call him Trey. So it's not, we're going to have to worry about Holden Trey. Like that's not, that's not going to be a joke made because Trey is not going to be the middle name. But I could feel that this was the hill. This was the hill Mick was going to pick. Mick was going to decide to die on the middle name Trey. This was happening. Until, I mean, like, honestly, I, I love watching this. So like right now, Claire and I are like on separate ends of the couch and we're just, talking this through and i'm just i'm really you can feel my anger radiate it, it's just <laughs> it is just so thick like just give me a butter knife baby it's it's hilarious it's anyway. i could put it i could spread it on toast anyway so i i knew that was the hill Mick was going to decide to die on until you were at boot camp one day yeah 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 so uh i was uh, so we do a lot of work uh, real quick at fit body boot camp uh we do uh, Rockstar does a lot of Fit Body Bootcamp's uh, back-end tech work, design work, and whatnot. And one of my mentors is Bedros Koulian, 
and I've coached with him for years. And so I wanted to see firsthand exactly how he ran a franchise location uh, outside of a corporate location, just mm-hmm. like, you know, how it was actually running and how that that process looked. And so I literally, we had a Fit Body actually legitimately open in our town. And we just, I just jumped in right out of the gate because I wanted to see exactly what that whole process looked like from go. And I stayed there for about a year and a half, two years, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, you were yeah, at boot camp so I was one at boot day. Camp. And uh, I was working out, and there was a woman, a girl, whatever, that uh, came, and she had a tattoo on her arm, or maybe it was her, maybe it was like the, her back shoulder or something. I don't know, but it was an MC Escher cartoon, uh, like tattoo. And if you're not familiar, MC Escher is a is an is an artist. I believe he's Austrian. I think he's or, Dutch. I think he's Dutch. He's European. <laughs> we'll we'll this go. This is with, why God made Wikipedia, right? Or Google in general. Mm, in any case, so MC Escher has been—it's uh, always been one of my father's favorites. Um, I grew up with MC Escher. I grew up. My dad, you know, he is Dutch. He's Dutch. Yeah, it's totally what I was thinking. Dutch. That's why I said Austrian and German. That's right. But they're kind of like Austrian. No, they're not. Keep going. Yeah, all right. Go. <laughs> Whatever. I was going to try to roll that. Anyway, so. Um, MC Escher's always been, it's been a huge part of my life. Certainly a part of my early life. I love Escher. My dad loves Escher. He's kind of always been around. So I liked this idea. And, and here's this, this girl that, that's got this MC Escher, uh, tattoo on her bed. It's like this, it was the stairs. Yeah. You know, which is his more, fa- his most famous work probably. Yeah. If you've seen the stairs that go up and down, but you don't actually see an end, that's MC Escher. Totally wicked cool. And I was like, dude. Escher. That's it. That's it. That's his name. His name's Escher. I'm, I'm Jack. Now, I didn't tell Claire that yet, but I'm like, and the other thing is, is this, there's a, up here in Traverse City in North, Northwest Michigan, there is a uh, very, I don't think, I don't, it's not famous, but it's famous to locals, mm-hmm. um, Esh Road, which dead ends at Lake Michigan. There's an awesome beach. Beautiful beach. Oh my God. It's so baller. Uh, don't go there. Don't go there. You don't ever want to go there. It's so bad. But it's it's actually called North Bar, and uh, and it's at the end of Ash Road, and it's I've just had so many uh, awesome summer beachy memories. Which there's not I don't have a lot of beachy memories because I hate the beach in general, and that's a whole other thing. I, I don't like sand. I don't like water. I don't like being wet. It's one of those odd. Anyway, um, so he decides in July ish that our child's name is Escher. Now the other thing is is this. I had really wanted to name our child Levon. And I i mean, like, seriously, every single name that I'm coming up with that I think is really cool, Claire's just, I mean, like, like basketball blocking slam down in my face. Yes, like, I'm the weirdo. I'm the weirdo. Yes, you are. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad you totally appreciate that now. So Certainly. So, you know, I, I'm like, man, come on. I'm not getting Tab. I'm not getting Levon. You know, screw this. You got to give me Usher. You got to give me Usher, you know. So this is his hill. This is the hill he decides to die on. And at some point over the next month or two, he decides to tell me our child's name is Usher. And we went back and forth and he and I narrowed a list and I had picked out, you know, five or six names. None that I loved. Nothing that was like, this is my child's name. And so finally we were at, was it our um, baby moon at Disney World? Probably. We were there and I was like, listen, this is your hill. You're going to, you're going to choose to die on this hill. 
I don't have anything better. So I will say that I will give you Escher if his middle name can be Carr, C-A-R-R. That was my mom's mom's maiden name. And that way I have gotten both sides of my family in on the naming side of things. And I, I like Avit John, Escher Carr. It, it's, I, I like the sibilance. I like how it feels. Um, I like the emphasis being, you know, on, off, on. I, I, I just, I like it a lot. And that was the agreement. And so I decided now, I'm like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to call him EC and let people guess. Like I literally, we went to, we turned around and went to Thanksgiving right from there. And I was like, all right, mom, sister, this child's name is Escher Carr, waiting for them to be like, y'all are the weirdest people on the planet. You honestly don't think that they said that in private? Maybe. But they were both like, love it. Love the name. Love the name. So now that's our, our Eshi. Um, and so just wanted to really, and it's, it's weird. It was mixed, I started saying, maybe you should do this. And he was like, how does that tie into business and marriage? I'm like, you know what? I can make it tie in. And it's about putting emphasis and finding ways to make your mark on things that could even be considered mon- mundane. Naming a child is something that everyone does. Everyone names a child or a dog or something. Like choosing a name, placing significance is something that certainly people here on this podcast probably have experience with. If nothing else, you've named your business. Yep. You've chosen a name for your business. You've chosen something that will carry significance for the life of this person or business. And it was important to me to share Here's how we made one of the most important decisions, I would argue, in our lives and arguably in our children's lives too. They have names that people will not usually hear. They have names that are often mispronounced or misspelled. Even our church didn't spell Escher's name right. It's crazy. He was baptized there. Like They know him. We're there twice a week. Yeah, I get um, tired of people calling Avit a vet. Yeah, like, and these are also that. the same people who love the Avit brothers. The Avit brothers. Oh my gosh. But it's more about this. Do you have places in your marriage, family, business that you have been able to assign the appropriate amount of importance? In our marriage, our importance is making sure that we take time to be together just as husband and wife. With our kids, it was important to us to be able to leave a lasting legacy. Mick loved Escher. Car is my grandmother's maiden name. Avit is a callback to my other grandmother. John is Mick's dad's name. It was important to us to be able to draw in all parts of who we were as children, who we are as adults, and to be able to pass on that legacy, that meaning to those kids. Rockstar, we've said before, was done kind of flippantly. And here it is now, like, it actually speaks to what it is we're trying to accomplish. We want rockstar customer services. We want rockstar employees. We want a rockstar brand and everything that that entails. And so where in your history or your future are you going to look to assign importance? So I feel like I've talked a lot here, but I will wrap up now. Um, Go ahead, comment on Facebook or on our website. Um, Love to hear maybe how you chose to name your children or how you chose to name your business or where you have chosen to assign importance in your life. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening to stories about our kids. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. 
Number one, leave a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.